Yes, that lion boy is on the right way. Now that Nike is back in Chris McMonagle here with you at 2.02 in the morning on this great, wonderful, glorious, so happy to be here Monday morning. It's just phenomenal, isn't it, to be a Giant fan on a Monday? It's the best day of the week. What an absolute disaster. Let's talk about it. 877-337-6666. This team is an out-and-out disgrace. And thankfully, in many ways, in many ways, it's over. A lot of it is over. A lot of it is over. The entire Daniel Jones era. And that's what this game was supposed to be, right? This game was going to be the get-right game and the beginning of the process of yet again another attempt of approval of Daniel Jones. I mean, it's only been going on for five years, but we had another opportunity. It was another great opportunity. Hey, last year he earned the contract. Now he's got the last eight games of the year to prove he deserves to be the guy. Let's see what happens. You know, he hasn't had his left tackle and his running back with him since week one. Did you know that? That that was the last time Daniel Jones had any of that? Well, let's go. Here we go against the lousy Raiders who just fired their coach in the middle of the night on a Tuesday. Uh, you know, fired their GM, fired their offensive coordinator. And here we go. Yeah, okay, listen, there might be a bump. Antonio Pierce is a leader of men. We all saw it as a linebacker for the New York Giants. Hey, there's going to be some natural just bump and excitement now that they've gotten rid of Josh McDaniels. There's, you're going to see the best of the Raiders. But still, this giant team, this offense, the way Wink Martindale's defense has been playing, over the last three weeks, arguably the best defense in the league the last three weeks. Hey, this is a get-right game. This is a Daniel Jones and this offense show up, score some points, and figure out a way to beat the lousy Raiders. Well, this thing just stunk on ice the second the game started. One team showed up to play, and that you know I understand the bump they were going to get. This is so much more about the New York Giants, and I know we're here locally, and so we focus on them. And, hey, I'm not above the idea that I poo-pooed the Raiders getting this big jump, so maybe that's partially on me and I can't get around it. Yeah, they played better. Okay, the Raiders played their best game of the year. Okay, fine, fine. The Giants stink. This was so much more an indictment on what this Giant team is than the Raiders getting a bump. I know that's the national story, and Glazer breaks it right before, in the pregame show. We all watched it. Hey, they had this meeting, and in the meeting, he said this, and then they were it was scathing against him. And then Antonio Pierce speaking. You don't talk about the Patriots like that. And it was like, okay, so it's the national story. Hey, the Raiders are back. Hey, this young quarterback played well, blah, blah, blah. The Giants sucked from the opening kickoff. They were awful. Daniel Jones, who obviously gets hurt later in the game, and hopefully, you know, I, I, we feel bad for him, but he starts this game terrible. He airmails a throw to Saquon Barkley eight feet over his head. And then they get to fourth and short, and Neil goes off sides. Neil, who was returning as well, they got both their tackles back. And in the post game, the coach says that they weren't even really running a play. It was to get the it was to get the Raiders off sides. 
Neal isn't even getting off the ball. They are not going to run a play most likely. All he has to do is stand, sit there in a three-point stance, and he still goes offsides. It's unbelievable how bad and stupid and poorly coached this team is coming off of the season last year with this coach and this you know group of, of leaders that we thought we had in the GM, the coach, everything. You got guys going off, off full starting on plays. They're not even going to run. Like, what is going on? And then they get the ball. And the Raiders steamroll. They haven't been able to run all year. Josh Jacobs led the team, the NFL in rushing last year. They have been unable to get it going all season long. And this defense, Wink Martindale and this defense, have been great for the last three weeks. Great. And I understand all the opponents they played. One, one was Buffalo. Yeah, the Jets' offense stinks. We get it. The Raiders' offense stinks, and they're playing Aiden O'Connell. Maybe you think you'd want to make sure you stop the run. It's not like Adams beat you. The run game beat you. Up and down the field. Right down their throats to start the game. I mean, it sounds like the defense is kind of upset Leonard Williams got traded. Too bad. Too bad. More should have got traded. More. Because now they need draft picks to try and move up in the draft that they don't get there. Because this whole thing is over. What's the point, you know, I, I, I harp on it, but what's the point of keeping Saquon Barkley? I'm glad he was around today. I got a lot of Giant fans calling me all week long. Hey, if you trade Saquon Barkley, what do they have? Hey, if you got to watch Saquon Barkley, what do they have? You watch? He was there. Do you like it? Can't wait for next week to watch Saquon Barkley. It's an out-and-out joke. It's in a disgrace. And obviously, I understand, once, once Daniel Jones goes down, everything changes. I get it. But, I mean, just stupidity. Oh, full start on a play you're not even going to run on fourth and short. Then they do go for it on fourth and short. And with a quarterback who's returning from a neck injury, the second one of his career, and the first one needing surgery and ended his season coming off a neck surgery, on fourth and short they run the tush push and can't get a yard. But they put Daniel Jones in that position. That's just stupid. Run the ball. Run the ball. Daniel Jones is missing throws deep. Just an just the idea that this game was over the minute Daniel Jones goes down is 100% true. And DeVito, you know, stinks. That's fine. He actually threw some decent balls later in the game. But the Giants were never winning this game. Never. It might have been a little bit more respectable than the final score indicated now, but they were never winning this game. They sh didn't show up, and it's an indictment on everybody. It's an indictment on the coach. It's an indictment on the, the, the defensive coordinator in Wink Martindale. It's an indictment on the players on this team. It's an indictment on the entire organization because now the season is dead at 2-7. and seven. If you weren't sure it was dead at 2-6, and six, it's certainly dead at 2-7. and seven. And now, unfortunately, with the injury to Daniel Jones, the one thing I won't go nuts on the, the coaching staff for and call them stupid, and believe me, they deserve plenty of reasons to be called stupid. The one thing I will not go crazy about is the idea that they allowed him to make that next play after clearly injuring himself on the sack right before the end of the, right before the, end of the first quarter. 
They talked about in the postgame, all you can do is go by the quarterback. The quarterback runs down to the sidelines, runs back and forth up the sideline, and says, yeah, I'm fine. I mean, you know, what are they supposed to do? But he goes back into the game, obviously, and can't plan on his back foot and crumbles in a heap. And unfortunately, that is going to be the last snap, uh, assuming this injury is what we all think it is. That's going to be the last meaningful snap Daniel Jones ever takes in a giant uniform. That's it. Because as I started at the the top of this open, this was about finding out what Daniel Jones is. This is about finding out if they should move forward with Daniel Jones and this contract and what this offense can do with Andrew Thomas in the game and Saquon Barkley in the game and the the Giants playing a much easier schedule down the the second half of this uh, season and being able to beat the teams like the Raiders and beat the teams like the Packers and beat the teams like the Patriots. That was this, what was it going to be? Okay, brutal start to the year. Uh, Jones got hurt. Now he's back. Let's see what this offense can do. It was another sign of let's see if Daniel Jones is the guy. Yet again, take 33. I feel like we're in a bad we're in a bad movie with a bad actor. Take 33. Can Daniel Jones be the guy? Well, this one ended in the most final of ways. Because unfortunately for Daniel Jones, it looks like he's got an ACL injury. And that is the end of Daniel Jones. He will be on the roster next year because who in the world would trade for him with that contract and now having two separate neck injuries, one leading in surgery, now a a major knee injury, and really only having one season worth even mentioning. And quite honestly, that wasn't even that good. I'm not here to bash Daniel Jones because I do feel bad for him because of the injury. And I do believe he has some talent, and I do believe in many ways this franchise didn't do him any favors. But at the same time, it's over. And it's a clean, just end it, and it's almost a relief. I have to admit, as a Giant fan, it's almost a relief. I feel terrible for him. I would have liked to have seen how he played down the stretch. But it's almost a relief that we don't have to do this week in and week out. We no longer have to have this conversation. The Giants have to move on from Daniel Jones. Even if for whatever reason they don't find themselves in the top of the the draft this year, which I can't imagine them not. But there's enough quarterbacks in the top of this draft where you don't have to finish one or two for the obvious, you know, uh, Caleb Williams and Drake Drake May. Those two are clearly clear-cut as good a quarterback prospect that we've seen since Trevor Lawrence. He's better than anyone who's come out since, including C.J. Stroud, who broke records uh, yesterday. We'll get to that game if we uh, when we look around the league. But the Giants absolutely, and I hate tanking. I hate it. There is nothing worse, nothing worse in fandom. Nothing worse than feeling like the best thing for your team is to lose. There is nothing worse. And unfortunately, the Giants, yet again, despite the fact that I thought we were done with this last year, we are right back in that mode where we have to focus on what's best for the franchise, and that's losing. And I hate it with every fiber of my being, and I don't even want to say it. The words taste disgusting coming out of my mouth, but they are the truth. They need to lose as many games as they can. That's it. It's unfortunate. It sucks. I hate it. During the games, I'll probably still battle with myself if they even find themselves in kind of close games throughout the year. 
I'll, I'll have that struggle all year long with it. But ultimately, this team needs a quarterback, and there is options at the top of this draft. Right now, they're drafting fourth. You've got Arizona, who hopefully, if Kyler Murray comes back, now there are reports that they would build around Kyler Murray. He's got a contract that's almost impossible to get out of. They wouldn't be drafting a quarterback at the top of the draft anyway if they're there. I don't know if that's true, but I'm hoping that they, he actually comes in, plays fairly well, and maybe they win some games. I don't know. You got Chicago, who hopefully Fields comes back and wins some games. They've got Carolina's pick, who do who uh, does have a f- uh, first overall quarterback. Maybe they can win some games. I thought if it wasn't for the turnovers, they actually had a chance to win this game against the Colts yesterday. So whatever the case may be, the Giants are one of the worst teams in football. There's not a single game on this schedule any longer without Daniel Jones that you think there's a remote chance of winning. And here we are. And you're questioning whether the coach, the only question really now is whether the coach and GM deserve to be the guys making the pick. And unfortunately, you have to. Unfortunately, you have no choice. How many times can you turn over the coach and GM? How many times can you do it? Every two years, you have to put your foot in the, in the sand at some point and say, I trust this guy. This is just a bad year. At some point. And Brian Dable showed enough last year where I have to just talk, chalk this up into a just a Murphy's Law type season where nothing went right. Because I can't imagine moving on yet again. And especially Dable's a guy who's built up quarterbacks. You got to trust him to draft a young quarterback and develop him. Now, Daniel Jones will probably be here because you can't get rid of him. And here's the plan. Whenever Daniel, if Daniel Jones is even ready for the start of the year coming off an ACL, I don't even know. Is he going to be ready at the start of the year, midseason? I don't even know. But if he's ready for the start of the year, he's your starting quarterback, the, 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 the young kid sits. But that's where we are, and make no mistakes about it. And I don't want to hear any of the excuses about why they shouldn't draft it because offensive line, you're begging for the same problems. Watch what you say. How good were the Texans last year? How many good players are on the Houston Texans? Who is, who is C.J. Stroud playing with right now? He threw for 470 yards, five touchdowns, and is single-handedly lifting that franchise out of the doldrums. That's what you need. And don't tell me about offensive line play, and don't tell me about, about weapons. You go get the young quarterback. And you hope he's better than Daniel Jones. Because yeah, Daniel Jones was not afforded a lot of uh, not a, a lot of you know uh, great a lot of niceties or or you know good things that a young developing quarterback would like. He wasn't given a good offensive line. He didn't have a lot of weapons. Saquon Barkley was his only weapon, and he was hurt a lot of the time during the Daniel Jones era. But ultimately, Daniel Jones just never was good enough. And now it's it's over, it's over. And there's nothing left to do but to lose every single game. And here we are. Every Saturday, we're going to have to watch these kids and figure out who possibly the Giants could draft. That's where the Giants are. And this coaching staff is no longer anything other than just another coach who we better find out is better than this year next year. Otherwise, he'll be out on his ass too. And the GM is nothing special, no longer in Joe Shane we trust, no longer in anything that we feel any kind of confidence in. They allowed the backup quarterback position to go, you know, not, not be settled after Daniel Jones went down with a neck injury. They didn't have a punt return of the entire season. They can't fix this offensive line. 
They gave a contract to a quarterback that is now crippling them for next year. There is no longer any faith or any trust, and the only reason they have their jobs is because I can't imagine going through this process again, nor trusting the owner to make a good decision on the coach, on the GM. They have become one of the worst franchises in the sport. It's not easy to say that. It sucks to say that. I hate saying it. I like John Mara. As a Giant fan, I respect John Mara. I like Brian Dable. I thought Joe Shane was doing a good job. But unfortunately, when this happens year in and year out, I mean, you are talking about damn near a decade where they aren't just a underachieving team. They aren't just a team that misses the playoffs. They are year in and year out, barring last year, dead before Thanksgiving, drafting in the top five. One of the worst teams in football giving you embarrassing performance after embarrassing performance, allowing a first-time head coach in Antonio Pierce and a rookie quarterback and a dead team who fired their coach on Tuesday morning, practically, local time at least, You allowed that team to run all over you. Then you've got comments in the post game. I mean, from the players, it is just an out-and-out embarrassment what's going on with the Giants. It's embarrassing. But at least in some way, there's some closure to the idea of chasing Daniel Jones. Because there's nothing worse. There's nothing worse than being in purgatory with your quarterback and not knowing. And you thought after last year you knew, hell, everyone, top 10 quarterback, wait until, oh, this, what a great deal that contract was. People actually said that. Wait until every other quarterback gets paid and he's, he's down in the middle of the pack. You're going to be calling that contract a bargain. That's that because of how good Daniel Jones is. Because he played a couple of good games down the end of the season and had a playoff win. That is so far removed and has been so wiped from our memories and becomes an absolute nothing. You know, I remember, uh, you know, people talking, and Evan in particular, when he was talking about the Jet Giant game. And he's talking about how these games matter depending on what happens moving forward. Right? If the, if, if the Jets would have made the playoffs next year after the Victor Cruz game and the Giants didn't do anything, that game gets forgotten. If this happens, that gets forgotten. Well, I'll tell you right now, that Minnesota playoff win is wiped from my memory like it never happened. That season last year and all the goodwill that coach bought and this team bought from this fan base after years and years wandering in the abyss and we were finally brought back by this coach, that GM, and this quarterback who led them to a great playoff win on the road is so far removed from anything worth mentioning. It's unbelievable. Not even a year later, half a season later, and I feel like that game is meaningless, that season is meaningless, and we're right back to rebuilding with a new quarterback and wondering who do we have as a coach, who do we have as a GM, and where the hell is this franchise going? Half a season. This could be as maddening as any we've seen of all the years, of all the terrible coaching and all the miss guided mistakes and all the terrible seasons dead before Thanksgiving and all the horrible performances and all the embarrassing performances, all of it, 
I don't know if there's anything worse than this season because of the hope last season brought. And now I got to watch this whole year, wait, hoping they lose. There's nothing worse than a fan. There's, there's nothing worse for a fan. I'm, I'm, as a Giant fan, we are going to be watching Giant games, hoping they lose. What an absolute disgrace. To show up and put this performance forth was an absolute disgrace. They were going to lose this game even without Daniel Jones getting hurt. And now that he's hurt, at least it's, it's ripping a Band-Aid off. Daniel Jones, unfortunately, it ends this way. I hate to see it end in an injury. I really do. And, you know, we'll see. We'll see what the injury is. But whatever the case may be, this season's dead. And Daniel Jones' era is over for the New York Giants. 877-337-6666. McMonigle here with you. We'll take your phone calls on these lousy Giants and the end of an era. And we'll get into why I'll still say it. I don't care. I know the trade deadline's over. Why the Giants made a mistake not trading Saquon Barkley. I would really love a second-round pick right now. I would really love an extra second-round pick instead of a running back will franchise tag in a dead season next year, in a meaningless season, with either a rookie quarterback or Daniel Jones playing one more last year as a lame duck starting quarterback. But at least we'll have Saquon Barkley, and hey, we'll have something to watch. It was fun today watching Saquon Barkley run. He listened, besides the fact that he kept running off the field gasping for air, I don't know if he got hit or what was up with him, he actually was running the football great to start the game. So you have that giant fan. Saquon Barkley was quite good to start the game. I hope you feel good about it. It was nice to watch Saquon Barkley. And, and, you know, we'll probably franchise tag him, and you get to watch him next year. Great. At least we have that. I'm very excited about it. I'm very excited to know at least I have Saquon Barkley. 877-337-6666. Plus, the Jets play a game tonight. Tonight is your night, bro. A big game for the Jets. What they need to do. The one player I'm looking at that this Jets defense needs to shut down if they're going to win this game. We'll get to it. 877-337-6666. But we start with this Giants dead season and the end of the Daniel Jones era and the Giants looking at the draft to pick another quarterback and whether this regime is worth doing it. 